we've learned to glance at our competitors and glare at ourselves. When they said that, that just stopped me dead in my tracks. This is Behind the Vault, where we study the best in community banking. On this show, we talk with community bank and credit union leaders about their approaches, challenges, and successes in serving their communities in today's world. I'm your host, Rich Edwards. Our aim is to highlight and strengthen one of the most essential parts of our economy, the community financial institution. Stick around at the end of the show to learn how you can be a guest on Behind the Vault. And now, on with the episode. As a community financial institution, your customer experience can be one of your key competitive advantages. Creating that experience or refining it and making it better requires a deliberate process. We have with us today Mark Arnold, president and founder of On The Mark Strategies, to talk about customer experience and how to really look at that from a, from a competitive standpoint and approaches to take to improve that going forward. Mark, thanks for being with us today. Hey, thank you, Rich. It's great to be with you. Thank you so much for your time. Looking forward to sharing some insights today. So what are some of the things you need to think about if, you know, whether you're at the very top of the organization or you're in charge of customer experience along those lines, yeah. what are some of those really important factors around customer experience for, for you know, that community financial institution? Yeah, great question. Uh, it starts off really, you know, why is this so important? Does, does experience even really matter? Does the customer experience matter? Is it a big deal or not? Gallup did a recent survey and analysis about banks and community bank organizations and, and financial institutions. And they found, Gallup did, that community financial institutions are losing 40% potential business because they do not have a great user experience or a great customer experience. So think about that. In the banking sector today, financial services sector for 2024, we're seeing that the average growth rate is probably going to be between zero and 5%, right? Fairly, fairly moderate growth rate at best. Yet Gallup is saying the way to get really good growth is to give an amazing customer experience, a user experience, and that really 40% growth factors in that. So that's a huge number. So that's why that so customer is, experience is so good. Is that, is that coming from uh, like churn, loss of business, or is that loss part of, of the business, business like wallet it's, it's share being lost out? Yeah, it's share wallet. It's loss of business. It's that you don't ask for the business. It's your business goes elsewhere. The reality is do not assume you have all of your customers' experience. The average consumer today has about four, has 10 financial products and services spread across four different financial institutions. The point is your customers, right? They're cheating with Charles Schwab, right? They're riding, riding the wagon with Wells Fargo and they're cavorting with Citibank. All that business going elsewhere, you need to capture that business. It is lost business, it is potential business, it is existing business that you have today that you can grow your community bank, you can grow your credit union simply by focusing more on the folks you have in place to give them a better experience both existing and new, right? New customers as well. Because if they walk in and have a great experience or they call and have a great experience or they're on your website and they have a great experience, they tell others about it. And that's why it's so, so important. Again, Gallup is showing 40% potential business there. 
So, so what's a, a good place to start? I mean, if you're, like we said, you're somebody who's responsible for the customer experience or, or you're mm-hmm. the deposit manager or something along that lines, where, how do you start? How do you start looking at this or, or trying to make an assessment or looking at benchmarks yeah. or something along that line? Absolutely. First of all, do not assume you have a great experience. A lot of times we think, hey, our service is great at community banks or at you know local credit unions. Our service is great. Don't assume that. That may not be the case. So just right off the bat, don't assume that. But you have to do a couple of things, I believe, to really assess where you are today in order to get to where you want. One thing you can do is something we simply call a gap analysis. The reality is there are gaps in your experience. There are gaps in your in your credit union. There are gaps in your community banks. There are gaps out there. And you need to be able to identify where are the gaps. Here's an example. There can be a gap between your user experience and your strategy. That's a common gap. Or a gap between your marketing and your strategy. For example, you can say, hey, look, we're trying to reach one particular market, uh, but you're really not doing it. You have a strategy to do it, but you're really not implementing. That's a gap between your strategy. You can secondly, you could also have a gap between your user experience or your marketing and your staff. So you could say, yes, we're all about experience and things like that and, and whatnot. We're all about service, service, service. But then if a consumer goes into a branch, the service stinks. Here's an example. We were doing uh, mystery shops for uh, one of our uh, clients uh, a couple of years ago, and we were actually doing a whole marketing analysis and their marketing was great. It was very innovative. It was colorful. It was really, really good. But then we got to the part of the analysis where we were trying to go into their branches and just kind of shop them and see what they were like. Their own employees were recommending that the customer go somewhere else for their financial business, right? So that's a massive gap between right their their operation or their, their experience and their staff, right? So there can be a gap there. There can also be a gap between your experience or your marketing and your operations, right? If there's a gap there, that can be a problem. You can say, hey, we're all about tech and we have a great app, but then you go online or you go to your, your app and, we, and, you, and you start looking around and it does nothing, right? There can be a massive gap between your operations. And we saw that not in a financial institution, but you saw that at Southwest Airlines, right? A couple of years ago, they had great branding, but then all of a sudden they had an operational meltdown back in the holidays a couple of years ago and that destroyed their experience, right? So those are gap analysis you can do. Do you have gaps with your strategy, gaps with your staff, or gaps with your operations? You've got to do a gap analysis. So, so, so I mean, n- nobody does that deliberately. Nobody creates that situation on purpose. No. It's not their strategy Correct. to do it. So, you know, how, how does it happen? Or more importantly, how can you determine if that's the situation that you find yourself in? Yeah, it happens by osmosis. Honestly, you just start doing things the way you've always done them. You don't look at it. You don't review. You don't assess. And I think that's one of the big takeaways is the most successful organizations today, certainly the most successful financial institutions, they are conducting an analysis, right? They are conducting an assessment of the user experience of their marketing and their branding. They do an assessment. And when you do an assessment, you find out where these gaps are. That's what a huge takeaway from an assessment is. When you do a marketing or user experience analysis, you come back and you receive the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
And that's what an assessment's going to do for you. And then from there, you also get recommendations on how to close those gaps. It's not enough to know what they are. You got to know what to do about them, right? And so an assessment will help you do that. And like, what frequency do you typically see? Like, what's a best practice around that? Since this I would rec- I isn't would something that doing- like changes all that often, correct? Right. So I would recommend doing a, a marketing slash user experience analysis or, or assessment at least every three years, right? Every Because one, things change every three years. Your staff certainly changes, your strategy changes, your operations change. Marketing certainly changes even faster than that. But the reality is at least every two or three years, making sure you're coming in and doing an assessment and have someone from the outside do the assessment because sometimes we can't see the forest because of all the trees that are out there. So make sure you're doing that. Does that answer that question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are, I mean, other than sitting down and just, you know, trying to paper this out and think about, you know, those three areas, what else can you do? Or what are some good benchmarks, you know, if you're trying to compare yourself to what's out there, or maybe trying to understand the elevated expectations from customers? So you've got to identify, in addition to your gaps, you've got to identify your blind spots. Every community bank, uh, every credit have blind spots. Every company has a blind spot. My company has blind spots. And you've got to be able to identify them. And there's a tool called the Jahari window that you can use. We use those with our clients called the Jahari window. And it basically says in one corner of the window, there are things you know that others know. That's obvious. We all know that. Okay. But then there are things you know that others don't. That's internal knowledge. At a financial institution, you know far more about money and finances than the average consumer. That's just internal knowledge. Then there's a third area that's kind of no one knows. You don't know it. Consumers don't know it. That's the great unknown. Are we going to have a recession or are we not going to have a recession? No one really knows. That's the great unknown. But then the key is an upper right-hand quadrant called the things you don't know, but others do. Those are your blind spots. That's what the Jahari window does. It identifies where are your blind spots. Are there things that others know about the marketplace, that others know about marketing, that others can look at and identify that you don't know, you don't see because you're too close to them. So you've got to be able to identify them. And we found in working with uh, community organizations and and banks and craigings all over the country, we have found really there's several uh, blind spots that are out there that you don't realize until you have someone outside look at that. So, so what are some examples of the most common ones, areas There's, where you're yeah, seeing great question. institutions great question. this size absolutely know, really fall for down or fall behind? Yeah, for community banks and institutions, there's three mm-hmm. main blind spots that we see. One is a lack of clarity, lack of clarity. Uh, there's No one really knows what the vision is. You go in and ask them, they don't know, hey, what are we about? They don't know. They're just kind of all over the place or... The board's thinking one thing, executives thinking one thing, staff's thinking something else. There's just no clarity, right? So one huge gap is the lack of clarity. If everyone in the organization is aligned, there's nothing you can't accomplish, right? As you think about that. And and the reality is that too many organizations, especially in community banks, there's a lack of clarity. That's one kind of blind spot. And, and I mean, prescriptively, like, how would you address something like that? Is this is this a training issue? Is it a yeah, communications part issue? Part of it is training. Part of it is mm-hmm. just survey. For example, we, we do a lot of surveys and, and, and look at, and we'll survey different groups. We survey the executive team. We'll survey staff. And we'll just ask them some basic questions. And 
then C, where are you aligned and where are you not aligned? Are you answering the way, the same way, but hey, what's your bank about? Mm -hmm. What are you trying to reach? So there's some survey work you can do, but it reaches absolutely a training issue. Uh, so you've got to be able to train your employees on that. We talked, we started off this whole conversation about, you know, the experience or the user experience. Your employees are the experience, right? Your employees often are the experience. That person that's sitting in a call center that, you know, what is that experience like when someone calls or the person sitting in the branch when you walk in, right? They are the experience. And so if those employees are not clear about why they come to work every day, about what makes your bank or credit union different, it's not going to make a difference. You've got to have that experience. And so that's one, again, gap is that kind of, that, that our blind spot is that lack of clarity. Does that answer that question? Yeah. No, no, no. Got it. What else? So, uh, yeah. Uh, two more. One is a lack of consistency, right? A lack of consistency. Here's an example. We see this a lot is you go to one branch of a, a community bank and you get great service, but you go to another branch, same institution, and you get lousy service or a different experience. And here we see this all the time. I and mean, you probably see this with customers, right? A customer goes to one branch of a particular institution and they don't get the answer they wanted. So they'll drive clear across town to the same financial institution, mind you, and you get a different answer. All right, why do they do that? Because they know it's a difference. There's no consistency. Is there consistency from branch to branch, from phone call to phone call, or from the website to the branch? Is there consistency there as well? So we really do see another blind spot is a lack of consistency in addition to a lack of clarity. And and I mean, how, how does that show up from, you know, this like lack of growth or missed growth opportunity? It, it shows, well, it shows up in a lack of growth, number one. It also mm -hmm. shows up in your marketing, quite honestly, right? If we were to look at your website, your emails, your marketing pieces, is there is there consistency across all channels or is there not? And a lot of times there's all kinds of different messaging, all kinds of different material that's used. And that's a lack of consistency. And that really degrades your brand. And it really prevents a lot of growth that is out there. So that lack of clarity, lack of consistency really shows up in those areas. Mm -hmm. Good mm -hmm. question. Third area that we, we really see too, uh, on, as far as a blind spot, is lack of commitment. Lack of commitment. Are your, and this goes back to your training right? are your employees really committed to your community bank or to your credit union? Uh, are they really buying in or are they just punching the clock? Are they just going in there and just doing that? And it's really, they just kind of, it's a job to them and it's not really what they want to do. A lack of commitment. So lack of clarity, lack of consistency, lack of commitment. Bottom line is in each one of those cases, you have to improve your marketing and you have to improve your training. Because if you don't do that, you're going to, it's going to kill your experience. And the bottom line, going back to how we started it, Gallup says, that if you don't have that great experience, you are losing as much as 40% of your business. And why? Because you don't have training, you don't have marketing. And the challenge is, in too many uh, community banks and local financial institutions or cravings, the first thing that gets cut in challenging times tends to be training and marketing, right? Yet that has a massive impact on the experience consumers have. And we've seen over and over again, it has to come down to the consumer experience. So, so what are some ways, you know, the the frontline manager or the you know the the executive that's in charge of experience? What what are some ways they can kind of get started to maybe think about this on their own or 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 maybe even better make the case that 
they need to get on this once every three years type audit assessment. Yeah, rolling it into their strategic planning. Well, number one is I would recommend you just mentioned. I would recommend within your strategic plan build in and some type of assessment. Now you can do some assessment yourselves. You can look at it, you know, uh, and, and you know try and do it yourself. You can do mystery shops. You can have a full blown assessment like has which we help uh, institutions do that. But you've got to really, you know, we recommend from the outside, but there are some internal things you can do. You can, you know, have your family members do shops here and there, but you've got to get an assessment and know what's important. It kind of just goes back to feedback or even just do a simple customer survey uh, of your customers and find out what was the experience like. The challenge with those are, though, that sometimes customers lie. They want you to feel good about yourself. So they don't tell you it was bad, right? But the reality is you've got to get feedback in one way or another. Uh, you know, Bill Gates he famously says, we all need people who will give us feedback. That's how we improve, right? So if you want to improve your growth, you've got to get feedback. And that's what an assessment is doing for you. So you've got to look at it, whether you do it internally or whether you do it externally, you do something, whether it's survey work, or a formal marketing or user experience assessment, something to really get an honest opinion, as I said, the good, the bad, and the ugly of where are you with your employees, where are you with your marketing? Does that answer that question? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I imagine the frankness of the feedback that you get, particularly the the willingness to expose the bad is, you know, as yes. you said, is maybe the shortcomings of a of a survey approach mm -hmm. around this. Yes, yeah, and and that's the shortcoming sometimes of asking your existing customers because the reality is, and, and people, as example, a lot of financial institutions track their NPS, their Net Promoter Score. It's a great tool, huge fan of it. It's called the ultimate question. But here's what we found. You need to do a deeper dive analysis than that because people, first of all, they're used to getting that question. On a scale of one to 10, how likely are you to refer our bank to a family or friend? They're getting that question from every organization out there. So it's overused. People are numb to that question now. And secondly, we have found people lie, right? They want you to feel good. So they'll score you a nine or a 10. Oh, yeah. But, and so your net promoter score can be 60% or 70%, and you think you're doing great. But then how come you're growing at 1% or 5%? If your net promoter score is, you know, in the 60s or 70s or 80s, your growth should match that. Here's what we found. A deeper level question to ask is, when was last time you recommended us to our friend or family member, right? Then all of a sudden you'll realize, oh, yeah, I actually haven't ever done that. And so all of a sudden, your real NPS score drops quite a bit because they're not thinking theory. They're thinking, have you really done it? Does that kind of uh, kind of go a little deeper on that issue? Yeah. I, and I think w one of the things that we've seen, um, particularly as you begin thinking about like very formal measurement programs like NPS, is the, the, the usefulness of a measurement goes away as it becomes a target. Yes, this is like very famously done in automotive industry, where um, you know the, the the bonuses paid to to franchise owners were based on right. like their NPS scores, and so they were like, right. "We are just going to game this thing to no end because that's money in and out of my pocket around the whole item." Right, and that's what you have. To, that's why I say you're going to watch the NPS or the surveys. They're oh, they're good tools, not knocking them. But as you said, then you can game the system. That's why a higher level or a deeper level assessment is needed because you're getting someone from the outside who has you know, no skin in the game, so to speak. They're going to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. They're going to tell you. And folks that do those marketing assessments, like our company, we're able to benchmark you against 
other organizations. We're able to share with you, hey, look, we work with hundreds of you know financial institutions across the country. So we're able to tell you what's working and what's not working. We're going to tell you, yeah, that is not working. Here's why it's never worked before. You, know, you, you, you can benchmark yourself against others. Here's an example, like a budget. How much should you be spending uh, on your budget? Do you know that? Do you have the, the, the national data that can support, hey, how much we should be spending? And that's another way to look at how much are you spending? on user experience? How much are you spending on marketing? How much should you be, right? And all those kind of things can be done in a formal assessment. This is good stuff. I think you gave us like two really good areas to, to take a look at. Mark, thanks for coming today. If, if people are interested and want to kind of learn more about you and, and what you do, where should they go? Absolutely. They, if they can visit our website, it's markarnold.com. Pretty simple, markarnold.com. Or you can even email me directly at mark at markarnold.com. We'd love to chat with you. You know, one kind of closing thought to think about, and this is, came from a CEO of one of our clients, and we did a marketing assessment and user experience assessment for them a couple of years ago. And the CEO came back and said this quote, we've learned to glance at our competitors and glare at ourselves. We've learned to glance at our competitors and glare at ourselves. When they said that, that just stopped me dead in my tracks. Oh, wow, how insightful, right? One of the best ways you can grow your community bank or your credit union really is to take a deep dive look at yourself. Find out what, where are your gaps, find out where are your blind spots, and address those. You do that, and you will grow. Well, thanks for being here, Mark. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Rich. Appreciate it. This has been Behind the Vault, a production of MindSpan Systems, helping community FIs provide service like no other. Learn more at MindSpanDate.com. If you're a community bank or credit union leader and have a story to tell, please visit BehindTheVaultPod.com slash guest. That's BehindTheVaultPod.com slash guest. If you found this episode useful, leave a rating on Apple Podcasts as that helps other FI leaders like you find the show. Thanks for listening and join us next time for more insider stories from community banking on Behind the Vault.